What up, guys? Your boy Quake. We're back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number one twenty-eight. Yeah, and everybody knows your boy, motherfucking Vito. Everybody know how you should go when it's like the vote. Everybody know. Everybody know. Everybody know I'm number one. Okay, we're number in one. my mind. We're number one. Okay. Our fans are number one. We're um, all number one. Yeah, exactly. Rendered. Uh, places five giveaway. I can't wait for that shit. Yeah, I always gotta announce it. Um, DiverseMentality.com forward slash giveaway. Uh, enter and then Patreon.com forward slash Diverse Mentality to yeah. you know support us. And I got the NBA and Dirk documentary dropping. I think two days for the YouTube version. Uncut's gonna be to well, actually the day you guys are listening to the podcast, it should be out. If a day or two is gonna be. The sponsorship deal I have with them, with a company that I was doing the video with, they took a little while to approve the sponsorship video. So, you know, it pushed me back a couple of days. But, um, yeah, that's coming within these next two to three days. So, be on the lookout for that. Crazy video. And then, what else? Um, yeah, PS5 giveaway, like I said. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. yeah PS5, yeah. man. Free PS5. <laughs> exactly. Two Digital version, CD version, me version. Everybody know version? Jeez, loud as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way you got to be. Yeah, I need to, more energy, more energy. Yeah, Super Saiyan. All right. Um, so, I like this a lot. Um, Pusha T. <laughs> everybody know. Everybody know Pusha T. Yeah, I like Pusha T a lot. Does everybody know? Yeah, Pusha T is one of my favorites. Push. He dropped a McDonald's diss track. Fire. It's for an Arby's commercial. So you got, this reminds me of the Verizon guy that went, you know, can you hear me now? To Sprint, then he changed. He went to like a totally different company. I don't like that guy. Why? Me. I've been with Verizon for a long time. Yeah, so he he changed. It reminds me of that. Pusha T, if you guys don't know, let me just go over the issues with Pusha T and McDonald's. Uh, Pusha T's issues with McDonald's are real for various reasons relating to the way business was handled between him and his brother, No Malice, for writing the I'm loving it jingle. Yes, Pusha T wrote the I'm loving it. Um, yeah i'm loving it uh the story goes that mcdonald's hired over 10 advertising agencies to help turn around their failing stock in the early 2000s the result was the world known that everyone associates with mickey d's the late butch stewart a jingle mastermind then reportedly helped turn those five syllables into a song from which mcdonald's spun into the mastermind marketing plan it took concepts to pharrell who turned it into a song for justin timberlake McDonald's had Timberlake release the song months before their campaign with the jingle, with the jingle beginning, uh, making it appear to be an organic undertaking. Although it was all one massive commercial, so that that uh, Justin Timberlake song I'm loving is is actually a commercial technically. Gangsta. Uh, this is what Pusha T told Rolling Stone after releasing this Arby's uh, commercial disc to McDonald's. He said, "I am solely responsible for the I'm loving it swag and the jingle of that company." That's just real. I am the reason. Now I got to crush it. He continued. I, I did it at a very young age, at a very young time in my career, where I wasn't asking for as much money and ownership. It's something that always dug at me later in life. Like, damn it, I was part of this. I should have more stake. It was like half a million or a million dollars for me and my brother, but that's peanuts for as long as that's ad, the ad's been running. I had to get that energy off me, and this ad was the there's a bet, perfect way to get that energy. Like, you know what? I'm over it. Um, but push steak in the McDonald's versus Arby's situation goes even deeper. Arby's, we have the meats, jingle, samples, Skrillex, 
and Yogi's song called Burial, a Burial, that Pusha T raps on. He claims he owns 40% of the song and gets paid every time it gets played. The part, we have the meats, Arby's. Yeah. Uh, he owns 40% of the part. We have the meats, Arby's. So technically, Pusha T wrote that, too. So Damn, he's um, writing everything. But basically, he's mad that when he was younger, he just didn't get ownership in that, like, royalties. You know, and it's, you know, people take advantage of you for not knowing business. That's really what it is. So he's mad now he got to diss Mickey D's? Yeah. Come I like that. I like the diss. Y'all want to hear it? I don't know if it's copyrighted. It's, That's my only... If it, if it is copyrighted... um. You will not hear it on the video, YouTube video version. On the audio version, you're going to hear it. Yeah, I was so. telling I was telling Quake, they need to get a little Dirk at McDonald's. What are you talking about? Do a little diss track. All right. Back to Arby's. All, right. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. I hate when this never, never works. Always something with this thing. Always. Let's see. We'll be right back with a commercial. There is no commercial, man. I'm the commercial. Okay, let me connect it. Let me know in the comments what you guys like in Mickey D's or Arby's. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Filet fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese. Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left. The sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less. This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar. That filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. Sell water to a well. How could you ever think I fail? Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, our fish is gonna tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by Arby's. Damn, he, he put a drug reference in there and that fucking song. That's how great for shit he is on a fucking commercial for food. Uh, fish scale. After that, I'm not going to McDonald's anymore. No fish fillet sandwich. I, I don't know. Um, I'm at the Arby's with a slow roasted beef sandwich. So according to Apex Marketing, the value of Arby's through 7 p.m. Eastern went up $8.2 million. Easy money. Eight. So basically that that little freestyle made Arby's $8.2 million in value for advertising exposure. Jeez. Damn. That is insane. Yeah. That is an insane. That's I heard of this. It made me go wonder. I wonder if they gave. They probably gave him steak in there, and then they probably gave him. Probably got five hundred eighty thousand. No, I'm talking about like ownership oh. of the company, or something. Not ownership yeah, yeah. of the company, but ownership of like um, the liking of the song, shit right? Like that and all that stuff. Which yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's good for him, and hopefully, you know, it, it does. I don't know if it's going to do the same thing McDonald's did with "I'm Loving It." That was a little too. Everybody was fucking saying that. Man. Uh, I was saying it. Yeah, I remember. I'm still it. saying it. I don't think they use it anymore. They do not. Yeah, but every time I go to Mickey D's, I'd be like, pa da pa pa. Yeah. We so. don't use that anymore. Yeah, I do. Um, critics, he says. Uh, critics, he's out of his mind. Haters, he's out of his prime. Yet, always wears the money. He's like a lottery sign self. Mm. Yeah. Push. So. Uh, shout out to Bush T man, killing it. The album is called. What's the rumor of the album? It's always, it's almost dry is what the album is called. 
think it's called that. Let me see. Almost dry. Oh. Fish fillet sandwich is dry. Oh, this is his album, bro. It's nothing. <laughs> I know. It's this dude's nothing. fish fillet sandwich is dry. I remember it being dry. I don't have it. I've never, I don't really eat fish fillet. So it's almost dry. Yeah, that's the album title. So uh, the release day is probably April 8th. So I'm excited for that. Damn, that's, that's around the corner. Shit. Yeah, it's about, what, two weeks from now? Basically. Huh. Uh, yeah. So shout out to Push T, man, killing it. Good job, Push T. Great diss. Sorry for McDonald's. Uh, Master P, man, I really liked what Master P, what Master P said. This story, like, this is what I would, if he was on the podcast, I would love to have gotten. Yeah. Um. So let's let's I'm gonna play this clip, and it's crazy, man. It basically exposes Jimmy Iovine for being <laughs> a snake that he is. I went to see Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine wrote me a check for a million dollars. Say, you the next thing to go. I'm sitting in there not reading, you know, by me going to college, I'm reading through the contract. I'm thinking about the Michael Jordan deal. It was a million dollars. I had to, I couldn't use my name for seven years, all this stuff. And they'll take all my rights. I say, sir, I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to come back. He said, if you don't come back, you'll never get a deal in this town. Damn. Because I know everybody. So I left. Never came back. Me and my brother on the plane. Me and C, we on the plane, about to fight. He like, bro, why you ain't take the million dollar? I'm like, bro, that white man offered me a million dollars. How much you think I'm worth? That shut him up right there on the plane. He just put his head down. I said, man, I gotta be worth 30 or 40. I don't know if I'm worth five or 10 or whatever, but in my mind, I'm thinking, so you gotta know yourself worth. You gotta know yourself worth, genius. No, for real, that was a crazy story. So basically, yeah, he goes in there. Jimmy Iovine says, you're the next star. Here's a million-dollar contract. He looked. He went to college, by the way, so he looked over the contract, uh, realized that he can't use his own name, Master P, for next seven years for a million dollars, which happens, by the way, in contracts. But these sponsorship deals that I do, uh, my manager is a beast, and, you know, shout out to him. He actually looks over it, and sometimes they'll say stuff like, hey, we'll get to use your name or whatever commercial we want to do if we, we need to use it. Wow. you know. But we take that out. We say we're not going to do the deal until you guys take that out. And if they don't do it, they don't do it. We move on. We get other deals. Good. <laughs> so stuff like that, you have to really, you know, be really keep an eye out for. So the, he noticed that for the next seven years, they would have the rights to his Master P name and be able to use it and market it and take money off it, make money off it, everything. Damn. Which is nothing. A million dollars for that seven-year span, he could make way more money. That's why he said... Exactly. He said to his brother, C-Murder, who's locked up, he said on the plane, he's like, if he's offering me a million, imagine how much I'm actually worth. Right. You know, he could have been worth it. He didn't know at the time. He said the yeah. five, 10, 30, potentially. Because obviously he's seeing something. Like, hey, he's going to give you a million dollars. But Jimmy Iovine knows how much you're actually worth. And you see how fucked up Jimmy Iovine is? He said, if you go out to eat, I know everybody in this town, you're never going to get a deal. That's mm. fucked up. That's business savvy yeah. shit. Yeah, he's like you're trying to block just because he's not doing a deal with you. He's gonna block you. That's fucked up. Yeah, but he gets it. He's businessman, bro. His business people don't give a shit, man. To them, exactly. it's all about business. They have no emotions whatsoever, and that's good. Business, you're not supposed to have emotions. Robert Green. I was actually watching a clip. Of Robert Green. He's like, if we dealt with humans as just regular things that we normally deal with, and not just emotional all the time, we'd be way better. We'd think more logically. We'd deal with things logically. But we get in, in too much emotional and attached to things. I, I got to play that clip because it's a fire clip. Shout out Robert Greenman, one of my yeah, favorite that. authors. I want to bring him here, by the way. Eventually get him down the line. 
This clip is fire, though. Beautiful. I like, I like what he said about, yeah, it, do not get your... Uh, it's tough sometimes, man. Yeah, but, the, the, you, you know, if you can master that, with, yeah. if you can master that, you'd be really good in life, period. So let me play that clip. Everything in life you want to learn, you want to learn about science, you want to learn how to be a better writer. Why shouldn't we learn how to be better with people? And the problem that we have with people is that we're so emotional. It's impossible for us to detach our emotions from our personal inter interactions. We don't, have, we don't get emotional when we study chemistry or when we study literature, um, but with people, we can't seem to detach ourselves and say, ah, this person is a big talker, but they don't mean what they're saying. My brother is very envious. There's signs there that people give off. We're not picking them up because we're wrapped up in ourselves. we're emotional, we're insecure. You have to turn yourself into an observer of people and become rational and realistic as opposed to being constantly emotional. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we do, we don't involve emotions but people because people are actually people. You know, it's like live things yeah. that you're dealing with. But if you just look at it without emotions, which most statistically actually shows most men, you know, don't involve emotions and things. Mainly it's women that do that. Women do it too. Yeah, women, women detach with emotions as well too. Mm -hmm. But men don't. But yeah, if you just take emotion out of it and just look for the person for what they are instead of like putting, you know, like let's just, what's a good example? Uh, we love LeBron James, right? LeBron James is we we you know he comes here on the podcast, right? Right. But he he does some snake shit like um, I don't know, like he makes us sign a contract, and we just we we let, we're so much of a fan of him, yeah, that we don't even look at the contract. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on the podcast and sign it, and then he owns fifty percent or one hundred percent of the podcast. We just don't because we get emotional. We're like, oh, we're so such a big fan yeah. of LeBron that we want him on here. That's the type of things like you can't get emotional a lot for business. I think that's one of the most. Yeah, business uh, number one for the, yeah, because you have to interact with people constantly, and and yeah, some people say deal don't face to face. They just don't like you. Some people will literally say that, like, "There's, I don't like your content." Period. I don't want to do business with you. I've had that sponsorships. We're like, ah, oh, we don't, we're not feeling this guy's content at all. It is what it is. I can't be like, oh, you're, you, you don't know what the fuck you're watching. You don't know what you're. No, I just okay. You don't want to do the deal. Let's move on forward. Let's go something, do something else. Yeah, um, exactly. So. Yeah, that masterpiece story is pretty dope, man. Uh, just goes to show how uh, savage Jimmy Iovine is. He is savage. Well, he is savage too, P. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he said, fuck it, I'll do my own, and he did. Yeah. Which is good. And it worked out well for him. Yeah, you got to believe in yourself. That's one one rule about it is believe in yourself. And what's that crazy story he did with the... All the labels he tricked yeah, him out of like $20 million? More. It was like $200 million. No, I was like, I remember like 20. Let me see. There's no way. It's 200 million. You got your mind? I could have sworn it was. Chameleon told the story. Tricks. Maybe it was 20 million? Let me see. Uh, how? Whoa, 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 what is this? I don't know if this is a true story. How Mastery flipped a $10,000 life insurance settlement into a $250 million business. That makes no sense. Oh, this is like his life story. Um. Let me find out if it's, I don't think it's 200. There's no way it's 200 million. I could have sworn it was way more than that. Maybe. I could be wrong. But. What does he say? Let me see. I'm about to read it right here. So it was, this is Chameleon, yeah. by the way, that told the story. Because Master P never said this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was okay. Chameleon that mm -hmm. told people. Which I would love to get Chameleon on. No, no, no. He spoke on it. On this 50, I think. I don't Master know. P. 
think it was Moose 50. Yeah, it was some crazy shit he did, man. I forgot how he did it or what he did, but. No, he just lied about the releases of, of stuff. They gave him upfront money. Yeah, and then it was for like his whole crew yeah. or his whole label. I don't know. I can't find it, but I, I, I knew it, it, was it was not two hundred, bro. That's insane. The label would sue and find ways to kill that guy, like pretty much. Even twenty million was like twenty million is I know, but twenty million is more easy to get away with than two hundred. Yeah, million. but it was two hundred million for him, his crew, his nah. It was I think it his, was like, uh, no way, bro. Uh, label that's uh, what's, what's it called? Man, you're making me. I hate when you do that. I'm gonna look at my own documentary and see what where the fuck it's at. I created a Masterpiece documentary by the way a long time ago. How Masterpiece forever changed the music industry. It did good. It did like it's like a, I don't know how much. I put that on there. Ice cream man. How master P. How master. By the way, master P follows a lot of the stuff that I do. Dope. Yeah, his his clothing and all. Yeah, my master P video is at five hundred forty three thousand views. Damn, that's what's up. Shout out to master P. This is old video, bro. I hate my voice on this. Old video. Oh god, I waste that. It was so garbage. Let me see. I think it was like 160 million. Some shit like that. Oh, here. One time, man, I don't even know if I should repeat it, but he, Tell left, us. he, left, this <laughs> he left this industry, man, and um, I was used to going to the universal offices, and I would be like, um, they would be talking crazy about Master P. I'm like, man, why y'all talking crazy about Master P? They're like, oh, Master P ran off with all the money, and he, we gave him a big deal, and he ran off with the money. So I, I, I got in touch with Master P and I'm talking to Master P and I'm trying to get him on something and Master P is like, nah, I don't, I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm not doing nothing for the industry. I'm gone. And I'm like, why? You know, you built this. You, you were the person that started this for me. And he was like, I said, why do everybody talk crazy about you? They said you, you took, it, took money from him. He says, no, I took my money. <laughs> when he was doing what he was doing with Master P with No Limit, he was putting his uncle on, he's putting his niece on, he's putting everybody on and everybody was going platinum, right? So he's supposed to get this big check because he's doing it independently. When he gets his check, all this money is missing. And he's like, where's the rest of the money? And the label says, hey, we did all this. We got 400000 for marketing. We got this for that. He was like, what? I'm the one that did all that. Show me the proof. There was no proof. So Master P couldn't get his money from them. Right. So Master P says, okay, I'm going to create this new thing, new No Limit or whatever, right? And he keeps it cool. He's like, hey, I want to do this big deal. I'm going to do all the videos. I'm going to do all this stuff for all the artists. And the label says, okay. They give him a big, he says, I want the money up front, though. Mm. So I'm not going to say how much they gave him, but they gave him a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the money. So now the artists start blowing up, and they go to Universal, like, it's time to do the video. And they say, no, we gave Master P all the money. Go get him to do the video. So they run to Master P. And Master P, they, they say, hey, P, the label told me that you got the money for my video, my budget. And he says, no, I got my money. Okay. <laughs> so he found a way to get his money back from Universal. Right, right, right. And then he was like, I'm out. And he cashed out and he left the industry. And to me, I was like, man, that's the most genius. Yeah, he never mentioned the amount. I could have sworn he spoke about it. I, I got to find the video. Bro. Nah, it bro. was like some 200 million. Nah, I don't. Yeah, because he got so much money up front from the label because it was for him. It was for all his artists. Yeah, but back then. It was for his dude, label. Back, nah, bro. Let me it, see. Dude. Hell yeah. The 20 million. What are you going to do with 20 million with like a bunch of artists and they're shooting all these videos? And I mean, back 20 then, million 20 million. No, no. Back then, 20 million was like 40, 50 million right now, dude. Inflation? Like, that's nah, a it, lot. It, it was more. His net worth is 200 million. Masterpiece net worth is 200 million. There's no way yeah, they would have gave him. It doesn't matter. Just because somebody gave him 200 million, his net worth is 200 million. That, 
No, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. looking at his net worth right now. It's two hundred million dollars. Right, which is why would you give somebody two hundred million dollars because their net worth is two hundred million? That's insane. I don't think I. There's no. It way, was a bro. lot of money. Even you see, even Chameleon has said it was a lot, was of, money. lot of money. I mean, thirty million, twenty thirty million is a lot of money. Let's not get that twisted, bro. You're acting like that's nothing for a label I'm to not give somebody. Like that's nothing. That's a lot of money. But you see how you were saying he had this, this artist, this artist, this artist. They're not going to give you two million for each artist. Yeah, I mean, and you do, and you shoot the music they videos. That big, bro. You do the marketing for the label. You know, Master P. Oh, God damn it, man! I need to find that video. I got I mean, we should be able to find it. No, all I see I, is all I, I see I, is um. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, I don't. The I don't see. Yeah, I don't see shit about that. No, regardless, regardless, he screwed the yeah. label. He's a genius. So shout out to him. Yeah, he got his way to get his money back. So basically, yeah, he. What happened was. Uh, he did all the work and this is exactly what Mike Jones on the phone told me exact mm -hmm. same shit. So I can believe it. Yeah. Uh, he basically did all the work, promoted it, put all the money up front advertising when it's done and they make all that money, sell all those records labels like, Nope, we did all that. Here's your cut only of it. So then obviously I'm getting, you know, right. cheated out of my own money. I did all that and you're yeah. saying I didn't do it. So then what he does is create a whole new limit. Uh, no limit records names is something different it says hey i'm creating this new label i want you guys to give me upfront money right. and they just took that money and never never did what are you supposed to do with that money yeah and there you go he got his money smart man so shout out to mass p man he never gets his flowers i think he needs to come on this podcast if he's in atlanta i think he is in atlanta i don't know where he's at yeah he needs to come man. i would really like to have a, a conversation fucking with legend. yeah i would love to have a that guy goes all the way back to the 80s 90s the guy's got, this guy's got movies. Yeah. He's got some gangster movies. I mean, Rap Snacks, bro. I've been trying to get them to sponsor us. I really like Rap Snacks. So I've DMP's been trying to work. Rap Snacks. Yeah. Let's get it. So, uh, Mulatto, if you guys remember Mulatto, she talked about how uh, there was a male rapper on her album that wanted to basically exchange intercourse for a feature. That's basically what she said in the interview. We talked about it, I think, on the last episode. Right. Um, so her track list for her album came out. These are the people featured, by the way, male rappers that are featured. 21 Savage, but she already denied that it was 21 Savage. You got Lil Wayne, you got Childish Gambino, you got Lil Dirk, you got Nardo Wick, and you got Kodak Black. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody assumed it was Kodak Black because on The Breakfast Club, Kodak said that he would sleep with his female artist. On The Breakfast Club. We didn't play that last time, by the way. I didn't even know he said that. Wow. Okay. But they basically said, hey, that's wrong what you're saying. He's like, nah, if I, you know, his explanation was kind of weird. It was like, hey, <clears throat> if, if you allow her, to, if you allow your female artist to be dating men, that man's going to, you know, have her look into contracts. That man's going to do this. That man's going to do that. It's going to create problems. So he's like, I'd rather just sleep with her and she's tied with me. And then, which is a dumb explanation, but you know how Kodak is sometimes. He just says shit. So then everybody was tagging Kodak and saying, you're the one that did this to her. You're the one that, that said this. You want to exchange intercourse with the feature. Right. He tweeted saying, that mulatto girl is not talking about me, homie, with the laughing emoji. He said, I see y'all steady reaching, LOL. Shardy ain't even say a guy's name on that shit. I don't know why the fuck y'all trying to make a guy wear that jacket. I'm too fly for that shit, homie. So he's denying it 100%. So let's just say he denies it's not him. 
Who do you got on this? You got Lil Wayne, you got Childish Gambino, you got Lil Dirk, and Nardawick. Out of those four, who would do that? <laughs> I was about to say Wheezy. I think it's Nardawick. I want to smoke yeah. with me. I don't, his ass too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, think Lil Dirk because he's got a girl and Dirk is already popping. He doesn't really. I don't know. Dirk nah, doesn't really need. It yeah, it doesn't make sense I mean, for Dirk. You could, we don't know, but. I know. I'm just throwing names out there for the fuck of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, if Kodak, I don't know. It has to be Kodak, bro. The way he <laughs> I, I said so. No, the way he said it in that interview, like. The way he said it. Yeah, yeah, the way he speaks in that interview, the yeah. Breakfast Club interview, just seems like it's him, man. I got to play it just to show you guys, like. Yeah, he's a, a little funny bit dude. Man. He be playing. Too. Where is it at? Let me see. Smoke me. Where is this at? Always. Never find it. Um, Kodak, 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 Kodak Black. I remember that Breakfast Club interview with Kodak. Which one? He was yeah. talking some shit with Charlemagne. And they were laughing back and forth about that. What was that shit? <laughs> what? Maybe it's that. Is, is that the. Uh, how many Breakfast Club interviews you got? No, two? this is the newest one. This one came oh, out. Oh, this like, is the newest yeah, one? Yeah, this one came out like three oh, weeks ago. Oh, this one's the old one. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the yeah, you're talking about the mask one, probably. Yeah, it was with the mask one. Yeah, yeah that's old. That's <laughs> really old. Yeah, that is old. Um I don't know. I could I can see it on here, but I can't find it on the actual Instagram page, which is stupid. Okay. Anyways, yeah, yeah you can tell just the way he talks in there, just I don't know, it just it seems like it's him. But he just denies it. Which, I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, by the way. So He flakes. Yeah, who knows? But that is messed up that the, that the female has to go through that. Uh, the lotto has to go through that. So, uh, Young Dolph. This is, uh, I don't know. To me, I like this happening to people that deserve it. So, I think this In is a way, yes. justice. Yeah. I, to me, it's karma. Yeah, karma, justice, whatever you want to yeah. call it. So, Young Dolph, murder suspect, has been attacked in the Shelby County Jail. Uh, the Young Dolph murder suspect, Justin Johnson, who's that rapper, Straight Drop, was reportedly attacked in jail on Friday, March 18th. According to TMZ, Johnson's attorney, Junie Ganulgi, said he was punched by a fellow inmate at Tennessee's Shelby County Jail while in the middle of a phone call. Damn, guy's on a phone call and just gets socked in his face. Uh, Johnson, who's in custody of a slew of charges, including first-degree murder, was approached by the inmate and socked in the face. Although he didn't suffer any serious injury, while there, there was no motive reported. It's likely in retaliation for Dolph's November 2021 murder. Authorities at Shelby County Jail confirmed the incident took place and said an investigation is underway. They might move his ass somewhere else. They're probably yeah. going to take him in protective custody. God damn. 24, 23 hours a day, you get out for one hour. Yeah, I bet somebody ordered that. Like, hey, just go fuck with him a little bit. Suck his ass. Pow. I mean, if, honestly, I'm, I want to be surprised if Memphis, I mean, Dolph knew people that were locked up and that probably fuck with him. And No, just some, probably, yeah, somebody knows that, hey, he's in jail, same jail cell. Hey, we're going to pay you $100, knock his ass out. $100 in prison, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could pay. It's pretty hard to get away with that, to pay somebody and not have oh, it. Oh, they got their ways, you. man. I don't know. Shit, <laughs> they got their ways. Maybe with snacks you can give them. <laughs> they figure out ways. So yeah. I don't know how they do it, but prison they just figure out somehow. Yeah, to get shit, cell phones, everything. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I see on TikTok people yeah. in prison just dancing and shit, yeah, like, doing TikTok. Videos. How the fuck? 
No, one guy was making like hot dogs and frozen under his like yeah under his. I got a whole cake. Happy birthday! Yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> the hell you did that? I mean, you got to find a way to make shit happen, though. Yeah, if I mean, they just figure out some ways. I don't know, how. bro. We know when you're when you're locked up in one room for twenty three hours, you're gonna figure shit out. Yeah, that's the hard, bro. Imagine one room for twenty three hours. Bro. I I don't know. You gotta learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got, you're just you got too much free yeah. time. <laughs> You in that the, prison cell for that long, man? You're gonna be a genius when you come out. I'll be reading books left. I'll yeah. read everything that I could read, and just know everything. At that point, damn, that's a lot of time. That shit. is insane. Dog, I, I don't know if I could stand that shit. That's that's protect, very that's protective custody though. Usually they don't they don't keep you in that long. They'll keep you in for like, I think it's like ten hours, twelve hours. You get out for like two to three hours. Get to walk around like the regular people. But if you're in protective right. custody or those high, you know. Ones where you're stuck in there for 23 hours a day. Only one hour. Yeah. Um, that's insane. That, yeah, you'll lose your mind pretty much. So I would. After a while, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> just imagine four white walls and you're just, that's it. It's small as shit. Yeah, man. that's it. That's all you're seeing 23 for 23 hours. hours you sleep, Fuck shit, that. eat in the oh, same place. Man. That's This is why you don't do bad things. <laughs> Guys, just, be good. No, to be honest with you, if I, if I, if I, um, if I uh, if I got whatever I killed somebody or did something bad, I'd rather take death pen- death penalty. Honestly, you got prison and life. Yeah, I, I want to do life. I'll do death penalty. No, I would not. Man. I would. No, that's not good. Life, life, your whole life is gone in there. Man, do a death penalty. By the time you get the death penalty, it'd be ten years. By the time they finally approve it, it takes about ten to fifteen years. You live another ten fifteen years in there. Call the execution. You're finished because they don't kill you the second you get death penalty. It takes fucking at least 10 years by the time you get killed. It takes that long. Really? Yeah, it takes a while, bro. They don't kill you what? immediately. Yeah, it's it's a very, very, very stupid and slow process. Oh, so, if it's that long, then maybe uh, I'm going to have to do Yeah, I mean, you're chilling there for 10 to 15 years. You already had your, yeah. you know. Damn. No, if it was like immediate, like right after you get death penalty, within a week you're dead. That's different. I'd be uh, like, oh, there's no know. way I would love. Yeah, but it's not. They, they, they take, at least the average, I think, is like at least five years. So you got five years. You got to have faith. You might get out. No, I mean, if I didn't do it, then I'll take life and I'll figure out something. I yeah. legitimately didn't do it. No, if I got death penalty and I didn't do it, which has happened a lot, that's a different story. You know, at that point, you got to, you got to, you know, fight for your life because there was one guy I was watching the doc. You know, I've been watching these psychology things, those videos, mm-hmm. <laughs> those people getting yeah. locked up in interrogation rooms, which is insane. One guy uh, killed his, killed his girlfriend that was pregnant, then was out. Uh, they didn't catch him. He's out and about for like a month. He's at Walmart mm-hmm. shopping. One police officer, actually one customer, one customer notices that's a guy that's on the most wanted list. Tells a police officer that's there. She's a female. Okay. The female confronts him. He lets off, kills her police officer. Damn. Drives off, gets in a speeding chase, kills one of the police officers in the car. That was speeding with him, chase. Mm-hmm. So there's two police officers killed, his wife, his ex or whatever, his girlfriend and, and the baby. So that's four people technically killed. They finally catch him. They basically beat the shit out of him, these police officers. Mind you, this guy's a black guy, so I just want to make the how clear it is, mm-hmm. what, what the dynamic here is. They beat the shit out of him. The guy loses his eye, literally. That's how bad they beat him. Right. Um, so the argument here was when he got locked up, the argument here was um, should the police officers have done that or should have should they have just let the justice system deal with him? That's been the argument. Some people say, yeah, he deserves that for killing all those people. Fuck him. It doesn't matter. 
Some people are saying, no, let the justice system deal with it. That wasn't the police's responsibility to beat the shit out of him and do all Which that. Which is true, too. Yeah, they're both. That's what I'm saying. Both. But like, sometimes you get officers who are like, man, what if the officers that got killed, these officers knew them. They're good friends. No, they were. And, and they, 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 loved, mad, they loved her. Yeah, they loved yeah. Like, they her. You know, so now they're just like, man, it's, it's a, I don't know, man. It's a tough Yeah, situation. and the whole interrogation, by the way, he's like, man, I need medical attention. They're like. They're like, yeah, we'll get it to you, but they never get it. It's like an hour and like 30 minutes. The guy's just like sitting there. He doesn't answer shit. And they're like, you're a bitch. But just, it, it's crazy. It's one of the crazy. Damn, I got to see that. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, man. I watched a lot of these. It's just insane. So just reminded me of this it's young dog. Good doll. question, man. But Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are like crushing your... To be your, honest, like I always say to myself, it just depends at the moment. Like that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like at the moment, you, you never, what's going on, what's happening. Like it's just how your mind is thinking at the moment. What's crazy it's not is not right or wrong. When they were, know? when they were, uh, when they were outside his house and he's coming out, mm -hmm. there's a chopper with the, with the, with that level, you know, like the, what is it that, that, that you can see? It's like white, white dots, white. It's like, white. oh, the heat vision. Yeah. Thing? Like the heat vision type Whatever stuff. you call it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that camera was looking up. Yeah. And then right when, right when it sees, right when it's looking at them, it's, you can see the cop kicking him in his head. Yeah. The camera goes away and looks a different location. Oh, okay. sounds like because you know they're beating the shit out of him pretty much. Yeah, which I don't. You know, it's easy for us to speak in over here, like you know, blah, 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 this is what I would do. But when you're in that moment, you're no, high, that guy, chase like that police. You're not thinking, oh man, should I? Should I just you know let the justice? No, it's you don't think. It, that no, way. that police officer is mad because you know. Yeah, she got, I don't blame him. No, I mean the guy. Yeah. The problem with this though, after he gets killed. after he gets beat like that. He has the, the nerve to be like, man, these police officers treat me messed up. It's like, bro, like, I, you, you just, just killed, killed three you killed people. four technically, baby, three months old. The baby yeah, so that's four people. Four people, technically. And you got the audacity to complain about something. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, that's nah, why I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's nah, a fine line it's, between. It's one of those then things. If, if you allow cops to do that, they'll start doing that more. That's the problem is with it. It's cops. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if it's a situation like that, I, I think it should be allowed. You know, yeah, but know. if it's a situation he didn't kill nobody and you just start beating oh, him, no, 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 come on, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. You deserve to lose your You know, if the guy just started street racing and he's running away from the cops and then you catch him and then you just start beating the shit out That's of him. That's different, yeah. We're not, yeah. you know, yeah, he's reckless driving, putting a lot of people in danger, but did he kill anybody? No. So, yeah, that guy at the time killed four people. So, and um, a baby, too. Get the yeah, he, he denied all of it, but they sentenced him to death. Actually, last week, sentenced him to death. Wow. About a week ago, yeah. March 3rd, so I don't know, about two weeks. I'm tripping about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. So, crazy story. Uh, off a tangent here, but people getting locked up and all this stuff. Uh, Jay Prince, as you guys know him as one of the mafias, hip-hop's mafia, who's a beast, rap -a records founder. Um, he goes on an onslaught of tweets. But I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, I'm just going to read what he posted on Instagram. Basically, what he after Kanye West has been banned from, not banned, but just removed from performing at the Grammys, uh, he decided that he wants to create a concert for to go against the Grammys, called Anti Grammy. Interesting. So he's calling on Nick Kanye West, Drake, Nicki Minaj, The Weeknd, and others to perform in Las Vegas on the same night as the Grammy Awards. But why those other artists? Just a bunch of artists to get together. I mean, if you just do Kanye, it's like, yeah, Kanye could do something, but like bring all these people, Drake, Nikki, The Weeknd. Well, wouldn't that look bad for these other artists if they're doing an anti-Grammy? Because, I mean, to be honest with you, man, the Grammys, 
I could give a fuck less about them. They they really yeah. haven't given a shit about hip hop or they never really gave a shit about it. Now it's the number one genre. They give it a little bit more love. They're like, oh yeah, hip hop is now something. But back then, man, they didn't give a fuck. Right, right. You know, um, he said, I recommend that the artists I mentioned above and more come together in Las Vegas and perform at the same time as the Grammys on a special network and streaming platform to prove that ratings will change where the Grammys are concerned. Uh, when the number one selling genre of music, hip hop, comes together. Because there's power in numbers. He added, the powers that be will be mad at me about this one, but fuck them. I love the culture. The seed has been planted. Let's water it. Hip-hop versus the Grammys. Dope, man. I think Eminem I think would join. a great join. idea. Eminem would join, too. Eminem oh, 100%. You know, you know, the, that would be fun. I would go to that concert. That would yeah. be a nice concert. Then you stream it. Watch, pull that together. That would be watch the ratings go bigger than the Grammys. That would be crazy. I, which I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, if it does that, then yeah. You, I would not be surprised. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, tough time. But to create a different type of award show that's better than the Grammys. But the Grammys has so much history. That's why it's such a... Yeah, it's you know, got its... It's been around for so fucking long. long, bro. What is this like? The, the what's what, what is this like? The 77th annual Grammys or probably even more? Yeah, see. That's 77 years. years. I don't even know how long. I put granny on here. <laughs> Grammys. Let me see what what's what's um Grammy Awards. The first one was held on May 4th, 1959. Wow. So yeah. Sixty two years ago is what it says here. Yeah. So it's over sixty two years. That's a very long time. Yeah, to beat that, it's going to take a Six while. Six decades. <laughs> Shit. It's going to take a while. But yeah, that's that, that's why the Grammys is so, you know. I think it's a great idea and for him to think of this thing, get with Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye Perfect guy Kanye. to. Yeah, he hate, I mean, he doesn't even, I think, uh, what was the person? Dame Dash said Kanye doesn't even give a fuck. They got exactly. the money to start some shit like this too. So. Yeah. Kanye doesn't care though. Um. Uh, this is I, I I just ran across this and I was like interested in talking about it and how they didn't include the goat fifty cent. Um this is like a rap Def Jam is making a collaboration with Mercury Studios and Saboteur. Uh the film is about the story of the mixtape culture and its role in spreading in hip hop around the world, about the outlaw DJs who for the love of music turned a criminal enterprise into a creative and commercial backbone of the music business. So it's basically a commer uh, a documentary about mixtapes. It's called Mixtape the Movie. And these are the people that are involved in it. Okay. Um Lil Wayne, Fat Joe, Jadakiss, DJ Khaled, Two Chains, ASAP Rocky, KRS One, DJ Drama, Jeezy, K Capri, Funkmaster Flex, DJ Clue, Mr. C, DJ Caselay, Bun B, Tony Torch, uh DJ Who Kid. So they got something in there. Yeah. Angie Martinez and more. You think they may just put Who Kid as even the Fifty Cent, like you know? Under? They will. They have to. Yeah. Fifty changed mixtapes. So they have to mention. Uh, they're going to mention Fifty. It would have been dope to have Fifty in there. I don't know if maybe they asked him and he declined it, but um, who knows? The documentary is set to premiere at United Palace in New York City on April seventh. So I don't know when it's coming on streaming platforms. Maybe Netflix is going to pick it up, but April seventh the premiere. So check that out. The mixtape movie. Dope. Uh, poems by 11-year-old Tupac to be auctioned off for $300,000. Jeez, that's a lot of money. For just a poem? For, yeah, 11-year-old Tupac. Oh, when he was 11, he wrote that. Oh, wow. 
That's yeah. some dope shit. I don't know if I paid 300000 for that, but um, let's see. An unpublished book of poems written by an 11-year-old Tupac Shakur will be auctioned off at So to Buy's on Wednesday, March 23rd, and is expected to be sold for a lot of money. As part of So to Buy's second auction focused on hip-hop paraphernalia, Forbes previously estimated the collection of Haikus drawings and poems from the late legendary rapper will sell between $200,000 and $300,000. The collection will also feature letters Pac wrote to a high school crush when he was 17, as well as Chuck D's original Tor worn silver radiator starter jacket. The auction house will also sell off custom sable uh, fur coat and hat formerly worn by Biz Marquis and sketches of the original concept art for the Beastie Boys licensed to ill cover. I don't know. Um, this is kind of weird, to be honest with you. Who would want to own a, a letter Pac wrote to high school crush when he was 17? I just think it's a little too personal. I don't yeah. know, for me, if I died and uh, people were auctioning what I wrote to my high school crush at 17, like, what the fuck? Who would want to own that? It's so weird. I mean, now for Tupac, like, everything is becoming, uh, what do you want to call it? A tangible item? Or yeah, something like, like a, yeah. everything. Want like, if you had a pencil in high school, like, That's oh, so man, stupid, this Tupac's pencil he used, you know, 200000 200, Like I wouldn't, the, yeah, I wouldn't pay. Yeah kind of crazy i definitely would not pay any of that price but i get it i understand why everything tupac right right now is like anything since he died has been like the greatest thing ever so um yeah whatever yeah. as long as it goes to his family that money goes to the right people you know um definitely to people related to him whatever whoever's because i know his mom passed away so uh, whoever owns the state goes to the right people then good but other than that whatever if you want to buy a three hundred thousand dollar <laughs> You know what this reminds me of when Young Buck uh, went went, oh, his chain. went bankrupt. No, not just the chain. Oh. Um, this guy, this is the fuck. This is how fucked up the police are, right? Mm -hmm. um, they 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 confiscated all of Young Buck's stuff. Okay, they had a hard drive. Mm -hmm. They were auctioning the hard drive. They didn't even tell the person that bought it. There's no music in the hard drive. Wow, it was empty. They cleared it out. The police cleared out all the music. So the guy that I think he paid like three four thousand for it. Oh, more. I remember that on TV. Yeah, yeah even more. He was gets pissed. the hard drive. Yeah, he's like, "There's nothing in it. It's not worth anything. It's worth twenty dollars if I could sell the hard drive." I was like, "Damn, the police didn't even tell. Like, just say something." That's how they tricked him. The guy, yeah. the guy ended up spending like three, four grand, bro. And he could have. I think it was more. Than that. I think I don't remember, but yeah. all I know is it was a lot of money. Yeah, if there was a lot of young buck unreleased music, obviously he would have made money off it. But um, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 one of the worst. That's what I'm. These auctioning things, you got to be really careful with your. Yeah, I mean that's how the auctions are. You just never know. <laughs> the young buck chain too, like I got. <laughs> yeah, June is spinner one chain. Like a lot of people just bought. Like, fuck. Um, Cardi B has been slapped with an appeal from blogger Tasha K following a four million dollar judgment. So if you guys don't remember, we recovered this a while ago. That YouTube personality Tasha K. That was reporting false news about her, uh, and denied and denied it, and then said, "Hey, I'm not taking the videos down." When Cardi B asked her, um, she kept, you know, reporting false things about her having like herpes, her doing this, her doing that, messed up shit. Right. Cardi B gave her chances and said, "Please remove it." Didn't listen, so Cardi B ended up suing her. Um, she won. She owes her four million in damages, and now um, she's uh, Cardi. She's trying to appeal it. The judgment she's trying to appeal, which everybody tries to do. It's like normal practice. Once right. you get like lose something, you try to appeal it, and you know usually you don't win. So 
Uh, YouTube personality Tosh K was ordered to pay Cardi B roughly $4 million in damages for defamation, invasion of privacy, and intentional inflict of emotional distress in January, but vowed to appeal. Sure enough, she's now taken her case to a higher court in an effort to overturn the massive judgment. According to Radar Online, Tosh K's legal team formally filed a notice of appeal on March 17th, roughly one month after a jury found her liable for damaging comments she made about the Grammy Award-winning rapper. The move is hardly surprising considering Tosh K made it clear she doesn't have the money while speaking to Social Society's Kendra G. Yeah, I remember playing that clip. But she ended up tweeting, think it's a game, but trust, I'm going to come for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Cardi B. I mean, four million, man. That's no YouTubers got that money besides Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and that one guy. Yeah, those but, big. Yeah, like yeah. the huge YouTubers. Um, and she's she's pretty big, but she's not like insane, right. you know, to have four million dollars. A lot of money. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll keep our eye on that. But I don't think she's gonna win that, and she shouldn't. Honestly, you don't speak shit about you don't speak wrong information about people and spread it, ruin people's lives for no fucking reason. Correct. Um, Drake and LeBron James. This is cool. I just wanted to talk about this. Give cool. him a. A round of applause for doing this. Uh, they ended up, uh, so basically they had a dinner. You know, when LeBron's playing the Toronto Raptors, Lakers are playing the Toronto Raptors, they went over to Toronto. Right. So then obviously Drake spent time with LeBron. They're pretty close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the Lobos, LeBron's liquor drink Lobos. They did like a dinner. And while there, uh, Drake and LeBron decided to uh, give this woman, basically this, this woman has raised a student athlete named Michael who plays basketball for the Royal Crown Academy School in Toronto. Um, and Drake really likes this woman, wants to help her out. She's one of the hardest working women, Drake said. And um, she gives her $100,000 in cash, LeBron and Drake. Beautiful. 100000 Round of applause for that, man. $100,000. You know, it's life-changing money for, you know, everybody. It can be, yeah. It's for, that's a Pretty lot much everybody. Besides, if you're really rich, that's it. Um so basically, the reason why he's giving that money is because he won that gambling. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, since I got blessed, he's like, let me just give. Good karma, I got to spread. And then Drake told LeBron he's going to donate $1 million to his uh, iHeart, uh, not, I'm saying iHeart Radio, I was about to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what's his school name, man? I Hope. I, I think it's I Hope. So shout out to uh, Drake for doing that, 100000 I hope uh, school for LeBron in Cleveland is going to donate a million dollars. So shout out to them. Uh, great. I promise, not I hope. I said I, I hope. Yeah, Same even, type of even shit. LeBron James was pretty surprised about that. He was like, wow, a million yeah. dollars. That's going to yeah. do a lot for the kids. Yeah, so I promise school back in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So I feel like Drake's going to be owner of Toronto or some shit. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think LeBron's going to own a team, so you might get with Drake and they might put the yeah, money up th- together. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah, earlier. So LeBron they wants might to own team a team. up. You have to. It's together. too much money. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs, the Cavs aren't that And expensive. they're both, they got a lot of money, so. How much are, how much are the Cavs? Because he wants, to, I think he wants to buy the Cavs. That'd be his best. Mm-hmm. The Cavs right now is valued at $1.65 billion. $1.65 billion. That's not bad, man. These two got together? Yeah, I think LeBron could, could come up with that pretty. And they could get a loan? Some shit like that, too. That's right now. When LeBron was probably yeah. playing with them, they're probably worth way more. Yeah. That's exactly. just right now. So I would like to see when they're, what they're worth. Like when, How much of the cap left LeBron James joined? Oh, yeah. They could easily get that shit. What am I talking about? These guys make $100 million a year. So No, nah, I mean, you got to like, come up with liquid 1.65. It's not just like. 
Yeah, that's kind of hard, bro. LeBron's got money, but he doesn't got one point six five million. These two together, they got at least half the money. They could, yeah. I think they could. At they could put half. up. They could each put up two hundred fifty million each if they really wanted to. Exactly. So five hundred million. That's about one third of it. And it they can get some more money as an investment. I mean, actually, let's let's to. let's see. Let's. I think they could put up at least each four hundred million. Really oh yeah, to, yeah. Four hundred million. I'm telling you, man. Easily. So you got, yeah, you can put up at least four hundred million. That means what? You put up eight hundred million. It's about half the, the team. You know? Oh yeah, you said one point six. Yeah, right? one point six. Yeah, so that's half the money right there. Yeah, and then you got to come up. With and the other half, you just get a loan for it or some shit. I don't think I don't know how that works. I don't I don't know either, but I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure they can get a loan where like, they can pay it back. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, you know, wants to own a team badly, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, Kevin Gates riddle. Let's see what, what people think if they're going to Yeah, man, what this. the f- Um so Kevin Gates does another riddle. We know we talked about this a while ago on the the year one. Hey, have I known you for a year if it's uh, the next year? It's like yeah, whatever that riddle, yeah, whatever that was. So he's back on his riddler stuff. He should have been in the Batman movie since he's are riddling instead of releasing albums. People are replying like, "Man, stop dropping these stupid tweets and drop some albums." <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay, he says, "I have 6 eggs. I broke two. Mm-hmm. I fried two." I ate two. How many do I have left? All right. So what do me, me and you discussed? Yeah. I was telling you when we were breaking it down, there's six eggs. He breaks two. Okay. And then what was after that? I he, fried two. He fried two, which is the ones that he broke. He fried. Yeah. And then he and ate. And then he ate. Those so there's two. four eggs left. That's, yeah. That's what I, I came up with. The other, that's the one I came up with. We I both, I mean, I said four yeah. regardless. We both, you just kind of right. came up with the... With yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And then we came up with the other one where we said... What, what was the other one after that? We said that... You could have just said I broke two. I fr- they're all different ones. Meaning, like, he broke yeah. two and they're all different ones and he has two left. Correct. Yeah, that's another way that's of looking a, at it. That's a possibility. I think it's the first one, bro. It just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think it's the it's first one. It's like a one trick, one you know, yeah. kind of seems like... But the other guy was saying the dozen shit. That kind of makes sense, too. One guy said... it. Yeah. Um, the answer is six because the use of past and present tense in the riddle. The riddle states that you have six eggs, six eggs, mm-hmm. which is used in a present clause. It then goes on Correct. to state that you broke, cooked, and ate a number of eggs that is used in a past clause. So he's basically saying the next eggs that you're talking about is in the past. You have six, and he's saying it's six, which I don't think that's that, that's that doesn't make to me sense. Um, this guy says two. He says you broke two eggs, but it doesn't mean you cooked them. Then you fried two eggs, but it doesn't mean you ate them. And then you ate two eggs. That could have been boiled, scrambled, etc. Not. Which is, I don't know why he says two because if you broke two eggs, that doesn't mean you cooked them. You still have the eggs there. Technically four. That's two left that you ate. And you could have a dozen eggs. Yeah, the guy here's what this guy yeah. said. There's 12 eggs and a dozen, and he said he have not had. He does say that? he, he ha- Yeah, I have. I have six eggs. Yeah, he doesn't say I had six eggs. Okay. And he said, I know damn well nobody buying half a dozen, and damn well he wasn't talking about breaking open the same two, frying them, and eating them out of the six, because then it would be four left, so six. <laughs> All I know is I think it's it's that one, the one that we yeah, talked about. That just makes sense to me. We're going with four. Yeah, that, to me, that makes sense. Kevin Gates, let because us know. Because when you first look at this tweet, you automatically separate them. You think it's, I broke two, I fried two, I ate two. And you think right. of them all separate. Yeah. If you do that, then it's two left. But if, if you actually think about it the way you said it, two, four, 
I break, I break two, I fried two, I ate two. It seems like it's the same two. Wait, he says he has six. So if he broke two, ate two, fried two, then he's got no eggs. <laughs> you know, that's his mind fucking there's total of six Shut up Kevin Gage Just drop the damn album I don't give a fuck About how many eggs you got Yeah Damn it Yeah hey, Speaking of Kevin Gage By the way um, We're gonna hit a billboard And we're gonna reveal Basically Ten years what? after The song came out It's a song called Thinking with my dick Featuring Juicy J Tough. This song came out As a mixtape In 2013 June it is now number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100. And why? That's insane. And why that's is because crazy. there's a white guy dancing on TikTok to it. <laughs> and that's why, which is insane. So I just, yeah. All right, let's go over the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, Heat Waves, Glass Animals is still at number one. Stay the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber is up to number two. Man, this song's been on the chart for so long. Too long. 36 weeks, bro. Too long. I keep seeing and this And it's song. been number two this whole time? No, it's been number no. one before. It just went up to number two, though. God. Damn. Uh, Kodak Black, Super Gremlin, number three, stayed there. Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, U, number four, stayed there. We don't talk about Bruno, went down. Uh, Ghost, Justin Bieber, went up, number six. Easy on me, Adele, number seven. Uh, Enemy, Imagine Dragons, J.I.D., number eight. That's what I want. Lil Nas X, number nine. Bad Habits, Ed Sheeran, number ten. We're going to talk about that documentary about streaming. And I'll fake I can't wait numbers. To, yeah. Next episode, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk why... I don't like the first week of mm -hmm. of songs going number one, but it doesn't count. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. I've always said that. And this is, when we talk about that documentary, we're going to break it down to you guys and tell you guys what the fuck, why we, we don't consider that first week. That shit was so good. It left me speechless, man. Yeah, you saw, I only got amazing. to see a clip of it. So uh, once I watch it this week, I'll, like, we'll talk wow, about it. It was crazy. Uh, continue on. Lotto, Big Energies at number 14. Sweetie, Sweetest Pie, Megan Thee Stallion, Dua Lipa, debuted at number 15. Right away. Aha, uh -huh, went up a couple of spots to number 18. So that's doing good. Uh, push and P, Gunna, Push and P, Gunna, and Future, Young Thug, number 20. Um, oh my God, what happened to Virgin? Number 24. You know that oh. song, Lil Durk? People have been doing it on TikTok. They keep thinking about that hook. Oh my God, what happened to Virgin? That damn. song debuted at number 24. Then you got Bitch I'm Petty, Bitch You Petty too. Huh, huh. Number <laughs> 26 debut. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk's gonna have his whole album debuting on here. Whoa, another one. No interviews, number 30 debut by Lil Dirk, which is one of my favorite tracks, too. Um, number 34, Golden Child debut. Whoa, by Lil another Dirk. one. Killing it. Uh, I'm just thinking with my dick. Number 37. <laughs> Jeez, that's an old ass Between song. Juicy J. Yeah, that song, 2013. Right? Damn. Number 37. Watch this go up. What if it just goes up to top 10 and it just goes like number one? Yeah, if it I goes would, number one. That is insane, that, bro. He's probably gonna break a record. That will probably be the first time I ever heard a song from that old going to number going one. Going straight to number one. I don't know. Taking 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, nine like, years later. That would be crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Damn. Yeah. Who knows? It's not, it's not, the record isn't really marketable. That's the Has thing. he ever gotten number one? No, he's gotten close, but he's never gotten number one. Damn. If this record goes number I'm one. I'm surprised they put the full title on there, Thinking With My Dick. Yeah, for real. I thought it was going to be Thinking With My D. They actually put Dick on there, which technically some people's names are Dick, so. Yeah, that's it. true. Yeah. I've had a lot of dicks. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, Russ Handsomer with kill number 40. Uh, Broadway Girls, Lil Dirk, Morgan Wallen, number 43, went up a couple slots. Um, Knife Talk, Drake, 21 Savage, Project Pack, number 47. Barbarian, number 48, debut. Shout out to Lil Dirk again. Shoot Out in My Crib, this is the one, uh, number 53 debut. This is the one he talks about. My Farts Smell Like Perk, perk and Lean. That's just one of my favorite, favorite lines line. of the album. Uh, started from number 55, debut, Lil Dirk. 
Damn. Head Taps, number 58, debut Lil Dirk. Smoking wow. and Thinking, number 60, debut Lil wow. Dirk. Uh, number 65, debut Lil Dirk. Grow Ups, I should keep it on the speaker. Number 69, Lil Dirk, debut Blocklist. We got Nail Tech, Jared Carlo, at number 68. Do we have a problem? Nicki Minaj, Lil Baby, at number 66. Me or something, Nard Wick, Lil Baby, in future, number 70. Difference is, Lil Dirk, Summer Walker, debut at number 73. Uh, Freaky Deaky Tiger, Doja Cat, number 75. Uh, Beautiful Eyes, Young Blue, and Kalani, number 77. Uh, P-Power, Gunna and Drake, number 82. Federal Nightmares, Dirk, number 85. Debut, Rumors, Gucci Man, Dirk, number 86. Banking on Me, Gunna, number 90. Piss Me Off, Dirk, number 95. Re-entry. I Hate Young Boy, number 98. City of Gods, Five Evil Four, and Kanye West, Alicia Keys, number 99. But basically, most of the Dirk out. 14 tracks. Oh, good. You keep your track. Yeah. So 14, that's how many, how much does album have? That's 18. More than ha- that's more than more half, than half, half. an album. Yeah. God damn. That's good. That's why I did so much in sales. That's um, ha ha. Yeah. How many tracks? Well, that's 17 tracks. So 14 out of 17. Yeah. That's 80% of his album. Yeah. That's good. Very good. Let's see how much the tracks stay on there. Though. Yeah. Let's see if I know aha is going to aha or not. Aha is going to stay on there. I think if it's going to aha or not, it's probably going to be those love tracks, man. I hate those tracks. I don't, I'm not a fan of it, but usually that's how people. They start bumping those. Yeah. Um, that's it for this episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 180, 180 128. Uh, Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, all that. Stream us, YouTube. You know the deal. PS5 giveaway, diverse mentality forward slash giveaway. Go ahead and enter. Patreon.com forward slash diverse mentality. Thank you for supporting. Have an amazing night, day, whenever you're listening yes. to this. And peace. Peace. Love.